Lynn Hastings, uh, the United Nations Resident and Humanitarian Coordinator for the Occupied Palestinian Territory. Thank you so much for joining us from Jerusalem. The, the UN has asked the Israeli authorities to rescind its orders to Palestinians in North Gaza to move south. Are you still trying on this track and what kind of response you're getting? Yes, of course, we're still trying. Unfortunately, the government of Israel continues to issue broadcasts encouraging or telling people to move south that it's no longer safe to stay in the north of Gaza. And of course, for one million people to leave, many of whom have absolutely no transportation, no cars. Even if they have a car, there's no fuel in Gaza anymore. So it is impossible for one million people to go to the south of Gaza. I also want to say that hospitals in the north have also been receiving notices that they should be evacuating. It's, again, another impossibility. People have just had surgery. The Ministry of Health also has no capacity to move. They've asked the UN to help them move. We cannot do that. We also don't have the capacity. Thousands have been and are moving to the south of the Strip. What capacity does the UN have over there to support them? And what do you know about the situation in general in southern Gaza? So we have been supporting the people ever since the airstrikes started. They were sheltering in UNRWA schools, some of which were facilitated with food, water, some mattresses. But all of that has changed in the past couple of days since the Israelis have announced their intention for one million people to be fleeing to the south. So what we're doing now is we are have very limited capacity in the south, number one, because there aren't the shelters available in the South in terms of the numbers that are coming. Number two, because we don't have water ourselves. Food, yes, there's some food in distribution sites, but we can't get to them because of the bombardment. Um, and again, no fuel means no desalination, and Gaza is heavily reliant on desalination. No fuel also means no health care because you need electricity to run hospitals. This means the health system has collapsed. So what we need to do as the UN, we're doing everything we can right now in terms of shelter, but we need to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza immediately. And what are the latest on this, on establishing safe corridors for humanitarians, opening the Rafah crossing to get UN aid that is ready actually uh, over on the Egyptian side? What is the latest? Yeah. We can actually bring in supplies, food, water, medicine, fuel from both Israel and Egypt right now. The problem is, is we do not have agreement from the Israelis to bring goods in. Right now, they're not permitting us to move. So we are calling, obviously, for the unconditional safe passage. And just like we call and for the unconditional release, an immediate release of the hostages being held by Hamas. We are also calling for immediate, unconditional access to provide humanitarian assistance. And that's not just to get goods into Gaza, but it's also to get goods throughout Gaza, which means we need pauses, we need a ceasefire. Our staff need to be able to move safely. And what can you tell us about your talks with the, the Israeli side 
to allow you to get uh, aid in. Yeah. It's obviously something we are working intensively on, but we have not been able to reach an agreement yet. Israel is connecting humanitarian assistance into Gaza with the release of the hostages. Again, neither should be conditional. And what we're seeing right now, the direction that Israel is going to, they is going in, they have said they want to destroy Hamas, but their current trajectory is going to destroy Gaza. UN agencies, and you've mentioned uh, right now, your warning uh, of dwindling supplies inside Gaza, of water, food, other essentials. How much do you have? When do you expect you will run out if aid didn't get in? Right now, there's only enough water, and this isn't for all 2 million people, of about one liter of water today, which is well below the requirement by the World Health Organization. We are anticipating that there won't be any more water left, if not tomorrow, at the very latest, by Tuesday. Now, we have heard reports that Israel did turn on the water connection to Gaza tonight, but our staff are reporting that water is not flowing. And what we need is for the water to be turned back on so all the wells, at least in the south of Gaza, can be filled up. And that needs to happen immediately. And what other options do you have to support people in Gaza right now? All we can do is distribute what we have. For example, in the north, um, ICRC released all its materials from its warehouses to the Ministry of Health so they could draw on that. Um, so yes, right now, all we can do is provide with the very limited supplies we have right now. But again, it's about advocacy. It's about the Israelis permitting us to go in and distribute all those humanitarian supplies. What do you hear from your colleagues, the humanitarians on the ground who work in Gaza? What do they say about the situation over there? It's unprecedented. Anyone who's been following this occupation and conflict for so many decades will see this as unprecedented scale of humanitarian catastrophe. As I've said, the events of October 7th and Hamas attacks were absolutely abhorrent, but this attack on Gaza, again, unprecedented, catastrophic, it really can lead nowhere for the Palestinians who live in Gaza. What scares you the most about the situation? There, there are so many things. It's really about the loss of our humanity if the international community allows this to continue. What we are seeing now is simply inhumane. What's, the mo what's most needed from the international community, countries in the region right now? I, I do think that there needs to be support for United Nations and all our partners to get things into Gaza. I just can't emphasize enough that we need to get things into Gaza. There has to be a ceasefire. At some point, we will need funding, but that's not the most important thing right now. As I've said, we've got some supplies ready to go. We can get it in. We'll talk about funding later. But the world needs to demand that 
we are able to deliver the assistance that is at the doorstep of Gaza.